Today on Awaken to Grace, we're in part two of a sermon called Jealousy. We're in a series called Emotions That Destroy, and this is week three of that series. If you missed the first part of this sermon on jealousy, well, we encourage you to download our free mobile app, Awakened to Grace, and download it, catch up where we are. We've already talked about anger. We've already talked about greed, and now today we're talking about jealousy and how to detect it and how to conquer it in your life. I'm so glad you're listening today. Someone, God has given someone what you feel in your heart you deserve. Has anyone ever wrestled with these feelings? Perhaps you feel it toward one of your siblings. Perhaps for years, there's been friction between you and a sibling because there's jealousy there. Maybe there's tension in your work environment because there's jealousy there. Someone got the promotion that you really deserved. Someone got advanced when you got overlooked. Perhaps there's tension in your spiritual life because you've truly trusted God for something and yet God helps someone else and it doesn't feel as though God has helped you. Jealousy comes from our internal conflicts that turn external. And while most of us don't want to feel the way we do toward others, we don't want to feel jealous. We don't want to look at them in a bad way or secretly wish they would fail or secretly wish they would mess up, it happens, doesn't it? What do you do with that? So when, now watch this. So when the men are getting paid and the men who were under contract got one denarii, they grumbled and they complained. Friend, is that your life? Do you find yourself grumbling about where you are in life? Do you find yourself grumbling about your circumstances and about your situations? Well, Jesus says something that I don't want us to miss today. Jesus said that the landowner looked at the men under contract and said, Friend, I have done you no wrong. Jesus said, the landowner who represents God said, is it not lawful for me to take what is mine and do what I wish with it? And listen what Jesus said. Just as in anger, Jesus' definition is canceling all debts. Just as in greed, Jesus' definition is not being rich toward God. Do you know what Jesus' definition is of jealousy? Look what he says. Do you begrudge my generosity? See, that verse has stopped me in my tracks today. I don't want to begrudge God's incredible generosity. I don't want to look at someone's life and say, God, you've given them what I feel that I deserve. You've blessed them with so much more. You've blessed them with better things. You've given them this or given them that. And God, I wanted those things. Do you know what? Again, jealousy is really not about the other person. 
It's about me and God. It is about me begrudging God's decisions. Me begrudging God's favor. Me begrudging God's generosity. I don't know if you've ever fallen into this trap, but let me tell you, every one of us listening today, we are susceptible to this trap. And then, to make matters worse, I'm sure this broke the heart of Jesus. I'm sure it did. (sighs) After he tells the parable, he tells his disciples, we're going to go to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man is going to be delivered up. And there I'll die. And it just, it went right over their heads. And James and John, see, they were brothers. And James and John, their mother came to Jesus with an absurd request. Are you ready for this? Now, Jesus just talked. (laughs) This woman didn't pay a bit of attention as anything. He just taught on this great parable. And their mother, the Bible calls James and John the sons of thunder. And scholars think the reason why is because they must have had some, I mean, they must have had some boisterous, knock-down, drag-out attitudes, right? I mean, they apparently could get loud and get loud quick. At least that's what scholars think. And their mother comes to Jesus and says, When you enter your glory, may my sons sit at your side. What a oozing with pride. Oh, just ugh. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says when the other disciples found out what James and John's mother did, they were indignant. It caused outrage. It caused so much anger among them. And again, Jesus had to go back to the basics and teach. No, you want to be great in the kingdom, you be the least. You want to be first, you put yourself last. You know what Jesus is saying? Don't ponder on what you think you deserve. What's this parable truly about? If you're going to take notes, I want you to write this down because this is, this is key to understanding this. This parable, number one, is not about salvation. I want you to understand that. Jesus is not teaching about salvation. Why? Because no man can work or earn his salvation. The Bible teaches in Ephesians chapter 2 that salvation is solely a gift of God. And just so we understand it's a gift, it follows with the line, lest any man should boast. No one can earn salvation. So number one, this parable is not about salvation. Number two, this parable is not about rewards. Now see, there are are rewards that you're going to have as a believer. But they're not all going to be the same. The Bible says in Corinthians that each man will be rewarded according to his work, according to his labor. That's going to vary for all of us. If the Lord allows and we stay on track with what we feel the Holy Spirit leading us, in March we're going to do a big series on the five crowns of Scripture. And I'm going to teach on the judgment seats of Christ. There's two judgments 
the great white throne judgment and the Bema seat judgment. And I'm going to take six weeks and teach on the judgments of Christ and all of the crowns of Scripture that we can win. The crown of life, the crown of righteousness. Uh, these crowns, uh, when I was a little boy, I, I thought, you know, some songs mistakenly talk about jeweled crowns. I mean, I thought they were like great old big gold crown. No, 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 no. These were the, these were the Olympic crowns, those wreaths. And it's going to be a beautiful series. And I can't wait to get into the all that scripture teaches us about the crowns that you and I can win. And the Bible says that we'll take those crowns and we'll lay them at the feet of Jesus. Amen. So if this parable is not talking of the crowns or the rewards that we'll have, if it's not talking about salvation, then what's he talking about? He's talking about eternal life. He's talking about well, put it this way. Let's say that someone is saved as a child and they grow up their entire life following Jesus. Will they have the same eternal destiny, the same eternal home as what a man who is saved on his deathbed? Absolutely. You think of Peter and Paul and Andrew and James and John and all those glorious apostles, do they have the exact same eternal destiny as what the thief on the cross had? Yeah. The thief on the cross did not have opportunity to do one good thing for Jesus Christ. But yet Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Amen? That's what this story is about. To boil it down and to put it in, in a way that we can really understand it, this parable is about having the right attitude toward this life as we move toward eternity. We're all going to have, if you're born again, if you are a laborer in the field, we're all going to share the same eternal destiny Heaven is going to be our home. This is not about salvation. This is not about individual rewards. This is about having the right attitude toward eternity. And it's about how to eliminate jealousy out of our life. So today, if you're someone that you struggle with jealousy, I want you to understand, number one, where it comes from. It comes from internal conflicts. I want you to understand that the jealousy that you feel toward a sibling or a family member, the jealousy you have at work, or the jealousy you have of that neighbor who always gets the new car or always takes the dream vacation or always gets the promotion at work, or just never seems to go through anything that you do. I want you to know that that jealousy really has nothing to do with the other person, but it has everything to do with you. Can we accept that today? Can we accept that the jealousy that I feel as a pastor has to do with my own heart? Do you think pastors get jealous? Oh, Lord. If anybody gets jealous, pastors get jealous. 
You know, you know, you know what pastors do? The very thing, you can, you can bank on it. As soon as we get with another pastor, you know what the first question we ask? Well, how many attend your church? And it's like asking somebody who went fishing how big of a fish they caught. They're going to exaggerate the snot out of it. You know what? You know what I say when a pastor asks me how many attends my I say, oh, we're under 1,000. <laughs> or sometimes I'll tell them we're the largest church on East Sullivan Street. We're the only church on East Sullivan. <laughs> Jealousy. 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 Jealousy when a family goes to another church that, at least to me, makes it feel like they're a better church than a jealousy. Let me tell you, jealousy has a way of creeping in right here. But you know what? I have to look at other people and I have to look at other churches and I have to say it has nothing to do with them and it has everything to do right here. What causes quarrels among us? What causes fights among us? What causes disappointments among us? What causes jealousies among us? Is it not this, that our passions are at war within us and ultimately we don't get what we want? What do we tell our children? It's okay if you don't get what you want. Should we not tell ourselves the exact same advice? Amen? And here's, the walk, here's what I want you to walk away with today. Here's the takeaway I want you to leave with today. When I allow jealousy in my heart, if I'm jealous over another church or another pastor who maybe is a far better preacher than I am or at least relates to people way better than I do. If you're jealous over that sibling or you're jealous over that coworker or a hundred other scenarios, here's what I want you to really get. It has nothing to do with them, but it has everything to do with you and the Lord. Because when we are jealous, we are begrudging God's generosity. See, I don't want to be like the contracted laborers who say, God, give me what we agreed to. No, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be demanding of God. I want to be like those laborers who said, no one would hire me, but if you'll hire me, I'll, you pay me what's right in your eyes. And see, here's, here's the point, church. God's will is always right. And if you can accept that, you can begin to dismiss jealousy. God's will is always generous. And if you can accept that, you can begin to dismiss jealousy. If I understand God's will for me is right, God's will for me is generous, then guess what? I'm not going to find myself negotiating with God. You know why I got this first set of men in trouble? Is that they negotiated. And let me tell you, 
When you find yourself negotiating with God, God, I'll do this if you give me that. God, I'll continue doing this if you give me that. Let me tell you, my friend, you're wrong if you're negotiating with God today. Don't negotiate God's will. Why? Because his will is right and his will is generous. So today, do you have a jealousy problem? I'm not asking toward other people. I'm asking you to dig deeper. Do you have a jealousy issue between you and God? Well, let me close with this. If I replace anger with forgiveness, if I replace greed with generosity, then what, how am I to replace jealousy? There's only one way, my friend. That's to celebrate God's goodness and God's favor in other people's life. Easier said than done, right? So that person who got the promotion instead of you, here's what you're to do. You're to go to them and say, I'm glad that God blessed you. That's a big pill to swallow, isn't it? If your brother-in-law has a bigger house than you do, or your sister-in-law got that car that you bought, you go to them and you say, I'm really glad that God's blessed you. Whatever the case is, I, I do my best when a church is doing better than my church, when God's blessing another pastor better than me. Let me tell you, I want to be quick to celebrate what God's doing in their ministry. There's a small church that I passed when I had vision. I would drive past it every Sunday morning on the way to our church. Very, very, very small church. And almost every Sunday I'd pray for them and I'd say, Lord, bless that church and bless that pastor. And I remember one day the Lord asking me, Chad, what if I really answered your prayer? And what if I really did bless them? And I blessed them way more than you. Or way more than preaching Christ. The Lord asked me, what if I took a number of your people and I directed their hearts and I reassigned them to that church? Then would you be happy? Don't ask me that, Lord. Because you know what the Lord just detected in me? He took his light and you know what he just found? He just found jealousy hiding in my heart. See, I've had, I've had to realize God's not only going to bless other people more than me at times. Let, let, let me tell you something that will really set you free. God's going to bless people that I don't like. God's going to bless people that I disagree with. God's going to bless people that I don't think he should. But am I to begrudge God's generosity? See, it has nothing to do with you or other people. It has everything to do with me and God. Let's bow our heads.
Who are you jealous over? Who has God blessed over you? And you have a problem with it. Friend, you've got a problem with God's generosity today. Then you say, Chad, what do I do? Let me tell you. You celebrate what God has done for the other people. Celebrate. Celebrate. And say, life is bigger than me and my wants. Life is more than my desires, my passions that are at war within me. Life is about the glory of God. Life is about glorifying Jesus Christ. It's not about my passions. It's not about my desires. It's not about what I want and can't have. You know what would give you the best Christmas you've ever had? Let go of those passions. Let go of those desires and say, Jesus, I desire your will for my life more than anything. And I know your will is right. And I know your will is generous. So I let go of the grudge. I let go of the jealousy. I let go of the competition. Let me tell you, I can feel it in my heart right now. Hallelujah. I feel that God is going to restore Siblings, God's going to restore families this Christmas because for the first time, you're going to let go of jealousy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Break those chains. Break those chains, Lord God. Break those chains. Break them in Jesus' name. 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 name. Let go of it. Let go of it. Let go of it. Let go of it. Praise God. Praise God. You're going to have the best Christmas you've ever had. Because you're going to let go of those desires. You're going to let go of those conflicts. You're going to let go. Hallelujah. God, I give you glory for what you're doing in people's hearts right now. I give you glory, God. I give you glory for what you've done and and the people around me, Lord. I celebrate your generosity in their lives. I celebrate their growth. I celebrate their goodness. I celebrate their blessings. I celebrate your favor upon them, Lord. I celebrate it in Jesus' name. And I ask you, bless them even more in Jesus' name. Rid my life of all jealousy, all of it, Lord. Don't let, oh God, show it to me. Shine your light upon it. Don't let it stay undetected. Reveal it, Holy Spirit. And let's get it out. Let's get it off of me. Free us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Your will is right and your will is generous for every single one of us. And I thank you, God. I thank you. The last shall be first and the first shall be last. Hallelujah. We give you glory today. In Jesus' name.
mighty name. And everyone said, amen and amen. If you enjoyed today's broadcast and would like to hear more great content, you can always download our free mobile app, Awakened to Grace, where you can request prayer, find sermons, articles, blogs, music, podcasts, as well as support us financially. You can also visit either of our websites at www.preachingchristchurch.com or www.awakenedtograce.com for more information about our church or our resource ministry. Thank you for listening to Awakened to Grace.